Hey everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk Azure podcast. And you're here with Alan and Sam. Hey Sam, how are you? I am good, thank you, Alan. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. How's your week been? Um, not too bad. Uh, we ordered some new audio equipment bits from Amazon, didn't we? Um, yeah, and had quite an exciting delivery process. Um, yeah, so we got some uh, pop filters for our microphones. And yeah, we thought they were going to be, you know, here next day or whatever, but they actually ended up coming from the south of France, which was uh, very exotic for us. Uh, a little bit exciting <laughs> when we saw where it was being dispatched from. Um, but apart from that, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's not been too bad. I think um, here where we are, um, things um, pandemic related um, are definitely um, reducing, you know, uh, day on day, week on week. You know, we haven't we haven't had any sort of second spike um, touch wood yep um so and you know for myself i don't think i'm going to be going anywhere work related anytime soon it's all going to be remote whilst um we're in this world now i guess it's the new the new way of working yeah so yeah and i think to be honest with you i think for us um it's going to be you know one of the positives of it is there are going to be more clients out there that are going to realize that they don't need to have they don't need to come down for meetings and for everybody to meet up every so often you know to utilize it's sort of forced companies to utilize um uh you know like uh, teams and zoom and slack and all of those different technologies um to you know use them better you know uh, so that you don't have to be in the same room with somebody Yep. And we've seen that, you know, organizations might say that it will take them six months to a year to, you know, digitally transform so they can do remote working and do it within a couple of months because they've had to. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw um, there was like a tweet or a meme where it was like, um, who's the biggest proponent of um, digital transformation in your business? And it's got like um, your CTO, your head of technology, and then it's got COVID as the last one. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, because you know, we've, we've been saying about this, you know, remote working, you know, you've talk, talked about it for years about bring your own device and, you know, these, um, what dumb, not dumb terminals, but do, do you know what I mean? Like where you're in this really um, connected environment um, and, you know, instead of your network perimeter being your premise, it's, you know, you're encrypting devices and you're doing good um, identity protection and all of those, you know, um, newer technologies that we can use and now come, you know, laggard companies have now like, you know, yeah, we've got to get in on this, you know. Yep. And, you know, the 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 way of thinking that uh, your on-premise network is your fortress and now you're everywhere you've now got to secure. So, yes, a lot yeah. has changed. Um, yeah, I think it's I think one of the really interesting things for me is um, I set up my wife's uh, new PC today and um I obviously use Office 365 and um, I've got, you know, um, um, autopilot enabled. And she was just amazed how um, we could just reinstall, you know, install the base operating system. It popped up and said, hey, welcome to, you know, my company name. And um, she was like, whoa, this is amazing. And then it, you know, it configured automatically, installed all the apps. And the first thing it did, uh, we left it to install. And when we came back, Teams was open, you know, uh, with it already logged in. And it was, it was just she just couldn't believe from her sort of corporate world that that's even possible now, you know? Um, and I said, you know, this is the out of box experience for a lot of companies now, you know, where you can just send somebody a laptop and they can sort of, you know, uh, I'll use air quotes, um, 
you know install and configure um, themselves um, so it's just yeah it's it's absolutely mental you know um, so yep that stuff um, excites me quite a lot doing all that sort of stuff and helping businesses I, I know it does not on those processes I yeah <laughs> well <laughs> I said um, um, I, she said to me today she said um, is this what Al does and I said well it is kind of what he does do you know what I mean yeah, like, but yeah. you know it's like but it's it's uh, yeah, it's. I think seeing it in practice, right? Because we've done it before, where we've got, um, you know, um, Intune managed devices and all of that sort of stuff. But to see it without the need to talk to Al today, do you know what I mean? That was the um, the real thing for me is that it worked. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, I knew it would work anyway, but it, there was no need to talk to anybody um, from quotes IT. Um, so yeah, it was really good. Yep, configure once and then it's uh, there. But yeah, anyway, yeah, so. yeah. we're not talking about all that. Uh, no, we're not. No. That, that part of the exciting <laughs> stuff anyway. So um, so this episode is around learning and accreditations for Microsoft. So how you can become certified um, in some of their new roles and um, certifications. So we're going to talk about that today, aren't we, Sam? So yeah, yeah, I thought let's... we thought that it would be good for everybody to understand um because um accreditation with microsoft and um learning is is really important in uh this ecosystem um and i think uh, there, there's many benefits um to becoming certified and we'll go through all of those um but i think it can be a bit overwhelming for people to understand why should i certify you know what what's what's in it for me you know and um and, and what um, and the sort of the easiest ways to get um, started with certifying and education yeah so let's look at where we where it was and where it is today because if microsoft have made quite a few changes over the last couple of years from the microsoft certified solutions associate and solutions experts and the solutions developers um, accreditations um, they've moved to role-based uh, certifications um, so it's now moved to, you know, kind of your day-to-day -day role rather than being something on a, a specific product. Um, so the example is uh, for Azure, you've got um, Azure Foundations to start off with, uh, moving into Azure Development Associate, Associate, uh, excuse me, Associate, um, moving on to uh, expert level accreditations there. So, yeah, so what, what do you have to do to get certified, Sam? Um, should we start with the first sort of level of fundamentals? Yes. I, I think um, for people that have been in IT for a long time, um, the fundamental level gives you uh, literally that base level of understanding um, of all of the core parts of Azure, right? And Office, you know, and Microsoft 365. Yeah. Um, and, it, and a lot of it um, going through, you know, the learning that's there is, you know, maybe just about, you know, um, cloud architecture and, you know, what is the cloud and, you know, th these more high level um, topics than necessarily deep technical um, dives into, you know, specific technologies. Um, but they allow you to do, um, to, to learn and to do um, certifications, you know, at that lower level. So to sort of get you started, make sure your base understanding is there. And then from there, you then move on to you know, role-based and expert-based um, sort of Yeah, and it's, you're, you're absolutely right that the fundamentals gives you that that baseline, you know, do I know the basics before I start hitting the the associate and the expert uh, accreditations? 
Um, I mean, they don't, the fundamentals don't count towards some of your, uh, as part of the exams, don't count towards the associate and expert um, certifications, but they're definitely a good baseline to understand how much you know, and then to progress into the, you know, the associate um, role-based certification. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's really good. I mean, the fundamentals, I would say, are more for complete beginners, really. Um, I mean, that's not to say that there's absolutely no value there for, you know, um, existing IT professionals. But imagine you were somebody that was moving, you know, you'd never um, done any any sort of cloud um, work or, you know, development um, to get that core understanding of what you know, what's the difference between a dedicated server and a cloud, you know, virtual server and, you know, virtual machine, sorry, or, you know, what is containerization and, you know, and, you know, um, what's the need for Microsoft 365, right? All of those sort of fundamental um, questions and answers. Yeah, absolutely. And it might be, um, well, I mean, we'll talk about the exams later, but it might be a good one to maybe, if you've never done a Microsoft exam, to maybe start on one of those, not to say it's going to be easy, but yeah. it might be a good, um, starting point because those exams are cheaper than the 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 associate and the expert exams yeah um, so well there's, there's yeah there's definitely a lot less to learn isn't there that's for sure yeah so it's definitely a good point to start so do you have to certify um i mean i suppose the question is for, for me um there is absolutely no need to certify i think is is, is what i would say but um i think um it f- as an individual professional um i would always advise people to certify because f- for me it's it proves it well t- to some degree it proves a level of con- competency that you have you know it's something that you can put on your your cv or your linkedin um profile and it just shows you know um you know sam has passed for instance the azure developer associate right um, and that means that there's a baseline that he's passed that exam, you know? Um, yep. So, I mean, you know, for myself, you know, I've not, what you know, I've been in IT for God, 10, 12, 14 years now. I can't remember now. Um, but my, with my previous uh, employer, I could have done certifications, but didn't have the time and didn't feel that I needed them. Um, but with my, my current employer, I've, I've grabbed a couple of the uh, the new role based ones. Yeah, um, yeah. Should I we think... just talk about role based a second? Because yeah, I think that's important. Um, because now, because there are so many different sort of professions within side of Azure and Microsoft three six five, right? Um, they've separated out um, these sort of channels that people go down to sort of bucket people into certain um, roles on the on the platform, right? So you've got um, developers, you know, sort of um, like developers like me really you've got power platform you've got um what else is there al um for role based? administrators um various yeah. you know azure administrators 365 administrators you've yeah. got security engineers or security based um yeah. roles um and various places i mean within the azure space and the the certifications there are loads of different pockets that you can go yeah. down yeah, exactly. And um, as as we've uh, just mentioned before, is that there are different levels, um, you know, of certifications. So there's associate level, um, which is sort of uh, mid tier, isn't it? That's sort of mid level. 
and then you've got so you've got fundamental associate and expert yeah um, and yep. then you can specialize on top of that as well. So for instance, there's a speciality for SAP on Azure, you know, um, and then, you know, so uh, let's just go into one of them, shall we, as an example. So uh, I'm just going to pull up one now um, for um, a, a Microsoft certified Azure administrator associate. Okay. Um, and so some of these um, certifications have one or many exams that you have to pass. Um, so it's, it depends on sort of the level of the, um, accreditation, but, you know, sometimes it's maybe just, you have to pass one exam and then you get the certification or you might have to pass two or more exams, um, to get it. Yep. So, um, as the, I, I mean, we're talking about your certifications here, but with the Microsoft ones, the security administrator one, um, you only have to pass one exam, but when you go into the, um, administration expert part you have to do two exams uh, okay. to get that yeah. that accreditation yeah and i suppose um a, another point to make i mean the matrix of different possibilities here is absolutely insane um because not insane but there are so many paths right if, um, there yes. is a document you, you can see and they've got like a um it's not like a waterfall chart but it's like a chart isn't it, it shows you all the different paths you can go down and where, where your starting point is um but it's 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 also good to know that there's you know multiple levels there's fundamental you've got an associate that then moves on to becoming an expert and then potentially specialize on top of that so there is this learning pathway that you can follow um it's very structured isn't it and it's very um you know uh, the roles are very well defined yeah and it's fairly simple to understand where you want to go and what you need to do um, yeah. previously in the past it may have been a little bit tricky to work out which exams you needed yeah um, and i think the thing is as well is b these role-based um exams are kind of i want to say they're smaller they're more focused is probably the, be the best way to describe it because for instance um you don't necessarily have to stick just have one right you could be a certified azure developer and then have um an expert level in devops right so it's not like you go down one path and you can't look at anything else you know um because one of the things for me like the older mcsd that we had it was you know a lot of exams to get to it you had to you know you had to work through it all and it's like that's all you could do you were just an mcsd right and there's there's for, for me as a developer there's multiple different types of development right um so there's you know there's devops engineering there's you know bespoke solution engineering and then there's like um azure and platform so power platform for instance right you know and all of these different things but now they can break up these roles so you can have a power platform expert you can have a solutions expert and then you can have a devops expert um and it just gives there's more flexibility for for individuals yeah and and i mean i'm not too sure about the azure side of things because i'm more the, the microsoft side yeah. um but you know with the um getting to the microsoft m365 certified expert you can go one or two ways with the associate roles so you don't have to do the security one you could do a modern management one or you could do a SharePoint, you know, depending on what area you're working within that environment, yeah. it's you can specialize at the associate level and then become the expert of gem, you know, generalizing the whole thing. So, yeah, exactly. and you can take, you know, you can get a couple of the associate ones as well based yeah. on what you want to do. So, yeah, and I think that's the beauty of it. You can so, you know, you can work at them at your own pace. 
Uh, we'll talk about how you learn and all of that uh, in a bit, but you can learn at your own pace. You can do it um, and get certified and, you know, jump around if you need to. Um, I suppose one one big thing, just to go back to why should you certify, um, I think we should talk about everybody's employers and um, mm-hmm. the Microsoft partner network as well, um, because obviously from an employer's point of view, um, you know, certifying their um, engineers well, you know, and consultants is is really important for them, isn't it? Yes, and I was just about to say. So, yeah, it depends on the employer. They may require that to you know. It shows it, like Sam said earlier, it shows your ability as such. So, when you go into, if you're applying for new jobs and things like that, you know, you can say, "I've got, you know, I'm certified to this level. You know, yeah. I know this stuff." I know more than this stuff because, you know, it's due to experience and things like that. But at least I've got this base level. Microsoft has certified me. I've done this exam. Yeah. Microsoft certified me. So I'm good for this part if that's what you're looking for kind of thing. And, yeah, I mean, in, in the in the Microsoft partner space, um, to kind of go into it, you know, to keep some of our um, – silver and gold partner statuses um some of it is to keep to do exams so there is a you know we have been encouraged to do some of them but um it should always be you know for yourself you know to show prove your worth prove who you know prove that you know prove even prove to yourself that you know you're that you know you're at that level yeah Um, that's part of the reason why i did a couple of the ones i've done as well so yeah i think it's just if people don't know that um, if you do work for a Microsoft Silver or Gold um, partner, um, you know they do need to have a certain number of certified people inside of their organization to keep though that gold or silver level. Um, and dependent on what um, certifications um, um, their employees have, um, dictates what speciality they are um, in that in that partner space. So. Um, let's let's use an example um the app you know uh give me give me one of yours out um uh, the security uh, competency so you know silver or yeah. gold in security uh, yeah you know it's the space i work in so that requires um you know our staff to have um the ms 500 or the az 500 which are both uh security engineering azure or security administrator in microsoft 365 yeah um, to have a couple you know two or three having that for silver and for gold to have multiple people having those those certifications yeah um and it's you know i think if you look at from the other side is when you're bringing partners in um you know you want to know you know the people you're working with are at a standard level as well yeah um and you look yeah. at it from the partner side i mean yeah we're kind of biased a little bit on that but yeah but i mean i i think i think it's just good to point out that you know uh let's say you've applied to work at a company um and there's you who is certified and somebody else that isn't regardless of how good those people are you know actually um you know day to day right and i you know i'm just i'm just you know using a really simple example um if that you know that partner needs to keep a certain amount of you know headcount that's certified right so there is there is a definite value benefit to that partner by you know hiring and also encouraging um, those certifications inside of their organisation, right? Yeah, I think it would definitely help with employment with partners, but yeah, 
yeah, obviously there's more, you know, there, there are other factors as well um, to get into those spaces. It's not just about having all the certs. Oh yeah, no, I, I definitely, you know, I, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to make it seem like you have to have them. Um, but I'm just, you know, I'm saying that there's, there is definitely a tangible benefit to those employers. Yeah, definitely. And I've seen job roles going out asking for some as well, you know, on LinkedIn and things like that. Uh, yeah, not yeah, not no, looking, sure. but yeah, you yeah. get the ads. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not looking if anybody's listening. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but but that is it. You know, I'm looking. You know, I'm looking for. You know, I'm looking for two. You know, MCSD um, certified uh, contractors. Right. That could that could. You know, that LinkedIn post must go out all the time. You know, so yes. um, because it's just a really easy way to you know uh, to filter down the number of people out there. Okay, um, so so that's great. Yeah. So how so are there ways of learning for free do you have to pay do you have to go well not in today's world but go you know join a webinar and be trained by you know professionals um out there is there other ways of doing it sam um yeah i mean whenever you're learning a new skill um there is definitely you know a level that you can get to by yourself right you know there is um so you know, um, Microsoft have an amazing um, section on their website called Microsoft Learn, uh, which has, you know, so many, oh, so much free uh, learning information, right? Um, you know, there is really good guided learning paths there because, you know, it's in Microsoft's best interest to give you the best training that they possibly can and the most amount of information, right? Um, so there are definite free um um, sources out there so microsoft learn um so when you pick um uh you know a certification you know it actually links it straight on the certification page it's like here start this learning path um and you you know and, and go on to microsoft learn and you know you log in and it records your progress kind of like any other online learning provider um and yeah and you can just follow straight through and, and learn learn straight off the bat can't you yeah, and they're updating it all the time. So when I was doing my role-based certifications, um, there was no none of so, you know some of the exams or the modules that I was doing didn't have any of this Microsoft Learn yeah. free stuff. Yeah. So I had to self-learn or look at other methods at that. Yeah, point. and I mean, it, the new content is going on all the time, you know. And Absolutely. we're not talking about you know smaller, you know, small amounts of content, right? Let's just let's just have a look at one of these. Like, so there's you know, introducing uh, to developing with the power platform. It's a learning path, right? A dynamics one. Um, and it's intermediate level. It's for developers apparently. And it's two hours and 22 minutes of content. And that's just one that I, you know, I've just got the page open here in front of me. And that's just the, like one of the first ones I've seen, like building, um, so a learning path here, building finance um, and operations apps um, for dynamics, uh, 13 hours and 23 minutes of content. I mean, wow. You know, so it's 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 there's it, a lot of information here for you. Yeah, and I think they've um, increased the, the the speed of how they're how much they're putting on there. You know, due to COVID oh, and people being doubt. furloughed yeah. and things like that. You know, getting people to skill up whilst they're whilst yeah. they're unable to you know work for the business as such, so they can at least self you know improve themselves and things yeah. like that. So yeah, yeah they've definitely uh, powered on. Uh, definitely, um, another place that um, I often often look at is um youtube um especially for uh for my i don't really know from your side al from like the um the the office sort of side but 
you know, for developers, there are, you know, there's Channel 9, um, there's, you know, all the, Microsoft have got, I think it, there's there's loads of YouTube accounts that Microsoft have got. I don't know if there's a place that you can go that lists them all, um, but there's lots of different official uh, Microsoft content that goes out there. The, the format is a little bit less formal. It's not maybe training, but it's general platform updates, you know, Azure Fridays, um, you know, and, and podcasts and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. So um, recently, um, the security team that look after Defender ATP recently announced um, become a Microsoft Defender ATP Ninja Cat. Um, (laughs) And they've released a load of training around SecOps and security administrators around that product. And they've done loads of YouTube videos. I think think they were tweeting around, um, I think it was last night, actually, uh, talking about it. So yeah, you know, okay. even the even the product teams are pushing content out as well to yeah, help, that... not necessarily for accreditation, but at least for product usability and things like yeah. that. As as somebody that fo- subscribes to these YouTube channels, I can tell you that they upload in batches and you know hundreds of hours of content at a time. Right, like my app, my subscription feed gets absolutely smashed. Like when they uh, push out new updates. So yeah, the amount of and obviously around the conferences and the big you know news events, um, there's even more content coming out. You know all the time. So if you take build, build is all uploaded to YouTube. You know it's 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 all there um, to, to watch afterwards. Yeah, we got Inspire soon, didn't we? And then Ignite. Yep. So we're gonna be loads of content to catch up on and changes yeah, definitely and you know the great thing about you know a silver lining of the current pandemic is that those conferences you can register you know to get remote access so it's not like a you know uh to, you know you could always stream couldn't you anyway to the conferences yeah. um but the whole conference is online now so all the efforts going into that online streaming and you can just you know absorb that at your leisure either live or you know once it's been recorded afterwards yeah uh, absolutely so <clears throat> the other places that you can look uh so microsoft bring out blogs yeah um for, i think for every remote... product team has a blog right yeah I, I don't know that if that's like a hard and fast rule but it seems like um if there is a product there is a blog for it yeah definitely there's there's tons of them i mean yeah. i think i'm subscribed to four or five or six or so i mean yeah you know talk about the 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 things that we've done to keep up with all the updates and all the yeah definitely all the messages I, we get daily yeah. i think um, one thing to say about that is uh, try not to subscribe to well it's still subscribe to them and, and follow them but the big so you know there's like an azure news uh you know blog but it's a lot more high level about maybe strategical decisions with azure and um you, do, do you know what i mean instead of you know, if you're learning about a specific technology or platform um, with inside of Microsoft, it might be worth finding the product team, um, you know, that, that actually work on it and find their blogs um, and maybe even their social media, um, you know, uh, yes, presence as well. Yeah, definitely their social media. They're, they're, they're all out there. They're all tweeting all the new stuff or asking questions or saying about, you know, this, this, the stuff I was talking about earlier about, you know, Microsoft Defender, Ninja Cats and things like that. Yeah. I think they brought out one around um, Sentinel and being a, a ninja cat in Sentinel as okay. well. So it seems to be yeah. a theme. Maybe there's there's going to be more out there. What everybody's going to be a ninja cat, are they? Yeah. Well, then yeah, then everyone's normal. Then I guess. But um... yeah, <laughs> ninja cat, ninja dog, ninja parrot, like I, yeah, whatever it will be. Um, yeah. 
Um, and yeah, one, one one other area that I put in here is also about um, the actual documentation, Microsoft yeah. documentation as well, because um, whilst you're going through this training, there are a load of good, um, you know, out of the box examples where they might, you know, um, you know, get you to sign up to an Azure subscription and make something and then shut it down or, or, or what, whatever the, they're, they're teaching you. Um, but if you have got a specific problem that you're trying to solve, the actual documentation that Microsoft provides is really detailed, right? Isn't it? You know, it's it's there to help um, professionals when they either get stuck or they're working on a new platform or technology. So um, the Microsoft documentation is 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 really good. Yeah, when they moved to docs.microsoft.com, you know, the world got better definitely yeah. <laughs> um it was a bit everywhere tech you know um yeah, yeah tech community sure. and all the other various places you had to go and find it and now it, it's, it's all all lives in one place yeah and i think that's driven from the fact that you can comment on it it's all on github it's all open source isn't it so technically anybody can edit it um obviously they must go through some sort of you know quality checking but that really um has you know it's allowed them to really focus in and add specific um, knowledge, you know, where people are getting stuck or, you know, specific areas that need people need more information on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what about um, other training? Like, So we've talked about free options and there is loads of free content out there, right? I'll give you the example of the learning path on, um, you know, uh, learn.microsoft um, for Azure fundamentals is nine hours and 48 minutes, right? So um, that's, that's pretty big for a fundamental learning path. But it, let's say you don't like to um, learn by yourself. What other, what other sort of uh, paid options are there out there? Yeah, so you've got the, the, the classroom training, um, more, yeah. probably more remote in the current situation. Yes, but, EE classrooms, um, yeah. But yeah, I've done a couple of those um, yeah. I've been in on the those past. Before. Yeah. yeah um they're they're quite good they, they're quite detailed very structured you in yep. effect um i mean the ones i did you in effect had a, a a course book in effect and basically ran through that that book and all the modules in there which yep. kind of covered i i kind of say it covers every error that you might have in in the exam yeah um but you still i still feel that you need to sort of have a little bit of uh, you know experience actually doing this kind of stuff yeah i think well. it's always good to put things into practice right you know that's why i kind of like the online learning paths because you can do it in a free azure account whilst you're actually doing it right you know um and you can you can actually test some of this stuff out because there are areas that you know because yeah it's hard to reinforce that learning by just reading and absorbing right yeah i mean I'm not um, great at, um, I'm, I'm, you know, I love, you know, the videos and things like that, but I'm not great at um, reading, you know, a book around yep. learning. I'm not that type of person. I'm more of a hands-on person. So without, without for, doubt, yeah. for me, you know, I prefer to get in, get stuck in, find the yep. problems, try and fix it myself, learn that way. That's, that's my sort of training yeah. mechanism, I guess, that, you know, other people um, out there can, you know, watch YouTube videos, you know, read books and still understand it the same way as I do. It's just, it's just yeah. I mean, my learning technique. Yeah. I mean, in person, you know, personally for me, doesn't really work that well. Um, I'm, I'm a tinkerer. Like I, I exactly like what you said, you know, I, you know, I've always done ever since I've started my professional career, I've always learned on the job, you know, so that's how it sort of has worked out for me. But what I like about, 
you know, video based or e-learning is that you can go through it at your own pace. You know, you can start and stop the video. You can, you know, rewind it. You don't have to take, you know, uh, you don't have to be speed writing notes whilst the instructor's taking you through something, you know, um, you've got all of the, you know, content um, that you need in front of you to pass the exam. Yeah. And I guess in the, in the online training kind of thing, you can do a module then if, whether you, you know, you're doing it as you, you know, as you're seeing the videos and I think, but you can take a, you know, maybe one day you do that module and then the, the next day you start doing, um, actually going into it yourself. So do, you know, the mixture yep. of, you know, I've been taught something and now I'm trying to actually do it to yep. get it, you know, in, you know, get sticking your, sticking your mind. Yeah. Um, for sure. Where, like you said, on a, on a training course where you've got five days of training, you kind yeah. of semi rushed into it. I yeah, feel a sure. little bit, yeah. um, well, you've done all this, you know, you've tried to absorb all this knowledge in five days and then it might not be three months. It might be three months until you actually start to use it on a real project, you know, and, um, you know, I'd be amazed if anybody can retain knowledge, you know, without actually putting it into practice. So, um, so yeah, I think it's, yeah, it, yeah if you it, can get some hands on, that's, that's the way to go. Yeah. And it's not only that, you know, it could be that you've done that exact, you know, those, um, classes or virtual classes for five you know for, for, for the five days and you um maybe in a two or three months time you take the exam and you know maybe you've lost that because you've maybe not done the hands-on kind of thing you forget things i mean i do and yeah yeah well, that's oh, why yeah. i like tinkering or like yeah. you said or hands-on yeah yeah definitely um but yeah there's some other providers out there that provide the videos um is it Pluralsight? Um, yeah, Pluralsight. Um, yeah, I mean, I have um, I've had a Pluralsight subscription in the past. Um, there are also some free. Uh, there's some free video content I think on Pluralsight, mm. isn't there? For some. some yeah, I think I think it's part of the COVID kind of things. They brought out a a couple of months or three or four months subscription for free, and I think there's actually a a subscription or a free subscription part for a year that you could actually get some of the Azure stuff as well. Um, oh, okay. And you can kind of um, on there, they've got this um, sort of assessment tool kind of um, that basically gives you some questions and gets you know more difficult or less difficult depending on how you answer to yeah. try and understand where you are in those areas. So you can kind of self self assess where you might be with that role, um, you, know, for, you know, for the Azure security one, you know, the identity, you know, securing um storage contain you know, containers and things like that um so you can get an idea and then after that it gives you sort of the way you should start within the uh the training kind of things okay awesome but yeah so shall we talk about how the exams work Ugh, exams well they sound scary alan yeah um so, <laughs> don't say it like that we're trying to convince people that they should no, uh, they're not too bad so, so there's two yeah. ways of taking so if we talk about the two ways of taking exams before we go into exams so yeah obviously i can't talk about what's the contents in them but i kind of give an idea of how they're structured or the ones i've done at least yeah um, so there's two ways of taking the exam there's going to an exam center booking it online um choosing a time going to that center taking the exam, knowing how, you know, you know exactly um, at the end of the exam, whether you pass or failed, it's instant. Okay. There's no waiting or anything like that. Yeah. Um, or you can take the um, proctored exam, which is where you can do it in your own home. Okay. So 
this is it's quite it's quite strict um it's it i mean i make it sound really bad but it's not so um they have you on video um to yeah. make sure you're not looking away from the screen looking at whiteboards or anything that's around you you can't have anyone else in the room if they hear anything um they well not when i say hear anything if they hear another person um they cancel the exam straight away because obviously you could be cheating yeah. um but as part of the setup what they do is they get you to do a 360 round your room with the webcam to prove that no one else in the room you've got no writing up on the wall things like that i mean they tell you exactly what what the room should be set up like um, i've done a couple of them they've been absolutely fine yeah. um but yeah they're they're I've, i prefer them rather than go to a, a um exam a um exam uh center um reason being is actually if you feel with the exam center, you've kind of got a book in advance and that could be two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, you know, yeah. eight weeks, depending on how busy they are and, you know, whether they're doing the exam at the time. And then you've got all the travel and things like that. If you've not got one local um, with the proctor exam, you can actually, depending on the exam and how busy they are, you could actually take a book an exam for that day or the right, next okay. or tomorrow. Cause they, they're 24 seven. Yeah. Um, I mean, you may not want to take one at 2 a.m. in the morning, but you may want to take one at 2 a.m. Yeah, that might be somebody's so, preference, Alan. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, when everyone's asleep and yeah, it's all maybe, quiet. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I've I've taken one the same day. Um, yeah. They recommend turning up half an hour early to the exam um, and register because it takes you about half an hour to go through the, the process of proving, you know, your area is clean and safe and um, that you're not, you know, that, they're happy with the environment for you to take the exam. Yeah. Um, but once you're taking it, it's, it's exactly the same. They have a, um, the PC has a, they have like a, a secure browser. They have an, you know, an app that basically runs and that just basically goes full screen. And then you have your exam there and you can't copy yeah. paste. You can't screen capture things like that. So, okay. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed that experience. I've, I don't think I've, I've not done any Microsoft exams, I have done Microsoft exams in an exam room. I did them at, I did a couple at night um, when I was okay. over there. Yeah. Um, but that's slightly different because it's not, it was just an, at the event kind of thing. Um, yeah. Okay. But yeah, so, so if we so talk it's just about like the, a, it's just like a traditional exam then, isn't it? You know, that's the, you know, it's, yeah. it's no, you know, except for the fact that they do have a remote option. So you can do it, you know, in, the place where you're most comfortable on your, you know, on your desk at home, if you want to, or, or wherever, um, an office at work, um, on your equipment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know people have taken exams at their work in a meeting room because obviously you can't do yeah. it in a room where the people co could come in yeah, in an office, but they've you know done the meeting room, closed it off, put a note on the site outside saying, take an exam. Don't come in. I was, I guess you're yeah. paying or, or you're going to pay for my recent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, okay. Yep. But uh, yeah, so and the the time you get is, I think, for the associate and the expert one, you get about three hours. OK, um, don't quote me on that, but I think it's around three hours. And I think the yeah. fundamental ones, I think it's around 90 minutes to two hours. I think it is. OK. Um, All right. So so the exams exams themselves. Um, so it depends on um, they're, they're always different. So um, they brought in, so one thing they brought in recently was they did um, lab um, exams. So okay. part of the exam itself was basically you going into Azure or 365 and actually doing something. 
So yeah. they, they've got on the okay. right-hand side, configure this or set this up. Um, and one thing to note is, for instance, if you don't, you know, there's multiple ways of getting to some of these um, blades or areas within Azure and Microsoft 365. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter which way you get to it, as long as the the um, result is that it's been configured. So okay. if, if for some reason you can't work out, you can't remember, you know, how to get to Azure AD for some reason, and you're searching here and you're, you know, you're searching through all different menus and finally you get it, you don't get marked down for how long you take on to get to it. You're just getting marked on performing that action so don't worry about okay not knowing exactly how to get to it you're not going to be judged on yeah, that so new. If, so if it's like go into an intune and configure something you accidentally go into you know ad first um yeah. and you're like oh actually no intune's not inside of here it's in like you know or do you, do you know what i mean it doesn't yep. matter that you've gone like round the houses to get to it obviously you've got a certain amount of time that you have to complete yes. it in but um, that's your only limiting factor. Yeah, so that's kind of good. Um, I've not had one of those, but a colleague of mine, um, Chris, has. He's had it on both of his exams that he's taken. Okay. Um, I mean, I've I've taken quite a few now, and I've not had it. I've been I've been kind of dreading it a little bit, but not. I think I'd be okay. Um, Don't you think it would help you though, because you'd actually have the full Azure interface instead of yeah, like maybe just asking answering questions. You know, you can sort of work it out if you didn't know exactly. Yeah, I think it's a it's a different way of proving your knowledge, isn't it? Rather than just yeah. being Q and A. Um, yeah. So one part of the exam is Q and A, multi choice. You know, there's this question, which one of these is the right answer? And some of yeah. them are can be tricky. Um, some of them could be very close to what you think they should be, or could be two answers in there. Um, it's very. Um, some of them aren't tricky. Some of them are, are fairly obvious. Um, some of it's around, you know, if you don't know the answer, some of it is just working out what it definitely isn't. Okay. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to say guess it, but you know, there's there's a reason. But there's some logical. You know, yeah. It's it's pretty obvious that there are some logical. You know, um, some options that are incorrect, and there's maybe you know, it's then up to a fifty fifty toss if you if you had to guess it. Yeah, and I've been stuck with a couple of questions where I've been like, oh, I could be both. Is it, you know, I'm trying, and then you, you're there sort of just taking a few minutes just to reread the question or the scenario yeah. just to make sure. Um, and you can give feedback on these exams as well. So you can you can set your answer and actually you can give feedback and say, well, this is close. You know, I'm, I'm finding it difficult to understand which one is which. So, you know, they can then improve the exams later. I've done that on one of the exams because one of them was it could have been two of the answers and okay. which one are they trying to get? I just couldn't get that. But okay. um, yes, yeah, so there's that section. Um, one section I've had is that they give you a scenario um, and for like four or five questions, you can't go back. So you've got to answer them as, as they are in that scenario. So it will say something like um, you're trying to set up cloud security and um, you want to be able to do session control, for example. Um, will this scenario will this action solve the issue yes or no or okay. you know complete the scenario yeah you say yes and then it will go to the next one and it will say yep. the same um question but it will say this solution will this meet will this meet the criteria and it's okay. yes or no and whilst they're asking the same question um it mentions that you could have multiple that are right multiple that are wrong they could yeah. all be or they could all be wrong yeah okay so it's um 
it's very interesting. It does get you thinking whether you've done, you know, the the last yeah. question you answered whether you were right. Yeah. It's not no, it's nothing to worry about. You, you're answering it as as you feel. Um, yeah. So so it's not just um, a bunch of Q and A questions, which no. is you know uh, you know true or false statements, or pick one from a list. Um, it could be. You know, it could be any number are right, any number are wrong, or none could be right, or you know, or, yeah. or how you know. So, okay. Yeah, I guess yep. it's just trying to make sure you you kind of understand the technology in that area think, rather than guessing. Yeah, I mean, because there's, it's not, you know, like maybe a, a more a traditional exam where you would write an answer where you describe out, you know, your solution to a problem, and you know, yeah. um, you know, a, a professional then marks it and says, okay, well you know, overall, this person knows what they're talking about, but they maybe didn't, you know, th this is, they have to be objective, right? Um, yeah. But the questions have to be complicated enough that, you know, it's not just all very simple multiple choice, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so the, the last section that I've had is a scenario section. So what they give you is they give you, in, a, in effect, a case study. So they give you loads of information, um, you know, a Contoso is... Um, got 10 servers, two of them are in Japan, two of them are in, are in LA, that kind of thing. They've, they're connected this way. Um, they have you know 10 machines at, in Japan and 20 machines in LA. They're all configured this way. And they, you've got loads of information. Yeah. Um, and then what they do is they choose a, a specific sort of area and say, how is this correct? You know, does this resolve the issue? You know, there's there's an issue that um, the LA machines can't talk to um, the machines over at Japan, and you know what's the reason? Should I configure it this way? Yeah. Um, but you know, there's loads of information. There'll be information about you know how many domain controls they've got or something, and it's nothing to do with this actual question. So they kind of use the same scenarios, but you change the question to be different parts of the. Yeah the um, so, the scenarios so, yes yeah so be, so to so it sort of gives you a you know a holistic view of the whole system and structure yeah. and then it might only ask you questions about specific elements of that structure right yeah it's kind of i guess it's kind of real world it's kind of what what i do in my day to day i guess is yeah. is um scoping the environment and then working out what solutions there are so and yeah. you get a couple of those and they tend to be one or two questions on one scenario and then it moves to another scenario um, and goes through that. And then that's the end of the exam. I think to talk about the um, point system, generally you have to get 700 out of a thousand or I think it's a thousand. Um, but each question is weighted differently. Every exam based yeah. on what sort of information you're providing or how yeah. difficult it is. So you can't think, oh, I've answered all those 20 questions right, and that's you know 200 points as an example. Yeah, it could be yeah. at one one question's worth one point, one question's, question's worth 20 points. Yeah, and you um, could have an exam full of 20-point questions, technically, yes. couldn't you? Um, and then that would make your exam harder, but the amount of you know answers you have to get correct would be lower, right? Because the ones that you did get um, are worth more points. Okay. Yeah, correct. I mean, I, I, you know, I'd expect maybe the scenario bits, maybe, you know, I, I don't know what they're going to be weighted at, but, you know, maybe 80, 60 points and so yeah. on. I don't, I don't know, you know, okay. I don't know how they're, how they're, and that it's not publicized how they um, weight them. Yeah. yeah. So, but okay. yeah, and I've done 
you know, I've done a couple of the exams and they're not that scary. I was always worried about the, um, the old style ones because it used to try and do the windows um, exams, the windows 10 ones um, before they got replaced. Um, And I was quite worried about those because you had to be very specific about what you had to know. You know, they asked you to type in PowerShell commands and things like that. This, this one, there's no typing as far as I'm aware, all the exams I've done, there's more around um, how do you do something in PowerShell? And then they give you a list of commands and you've got to choose which one it is. So you don't have to know exactly the, you know, you don't have to spell it correctly or anything like that. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, let's face it. We all in PowerShell, we all tab. <laughs> yeah. That, we that, do. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah, sometimes yeah. we know most of it. Um, and I think that's, and I think that's one thing as well, just to, just to reiterate as well is if you're not certified, it doesn't mean that you're any less of a, you know, a professional no. or you don't, you're not, you know, I know so many, you know, incredibly competent um, professionals out there and they have never taken a Microsoft exam in their life, you know, um, and they might specialize in, well, for me, like .NET, C Sharp or, you know, um, or Xamarin. So yeah, it's not, it's not a, these, if for professionals, I think this is more validation of your skill versus learning necessarily. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's yeah. It's just the, the and I don't want to. I don't want to annoy anybody at Microsoft by saying that you know because I obviously know that there's obviously you know a huge amount of people that take you know a lot of learning from this. But um, if you're a professional in one of these areas, for me, this is just validation of what you can do um, because you're already massively competent. Yeah, absolutely, and that's what I was kind of um, saying at the start. You know. I've been, you know, I've certified myself in a couple of these, but I know, you know, my, I would say my level is higher than some of those because of my experience and things like that. So it's just proving that, you know, at a base, you know, I'm at that level so that, you know, I mean, for me, when we go into, um, when we do some work alongside Microsoft, it just proves that, you know, I can, they know what sort of level I'm at so they can, you know, don't have to worry about explaining too much to me. Um, yeah, and that kind of thing. That's so, true. how much do the exams cost? Ooh, so I think well, I don't know what they are today, but I think they're around. So the fundamental one was around ninety nine pounds in the UK. I don't know if that. I think that was plus VAT. Yeah, um, okay. and I think it was one hundred thirteen pounds for the exams for um, to to meet some of the associate and the expert level. Yeah. Um, accreditation. I think it was. I think it was about 135 pounds with that. Okay. Um, so they can be they can be relatively expensive. Um, so I mean that's just the cost for the exam, right? So that's with yep. no instructor led training. Um, but I suppose um, so if there if you do have an employer that is willing to pay for you to do these exams, um, it can be another way of um, you know, because it's going to cost them money to do so, um, and that's money that you're not going to have to spend. So. Um, that's that's one way of doing it and just to also reiterate as well when you do an exam or you become certified you are certified not your company yes right um so you get certified on your personal microsoft account um and then you attach that microsoft account to your company's partner profile um and what that means is if you were to get another job I mean, there could be contracts where you have to pay back, you know, um, training costs and all that sort of stuff. Um, but in terms of your, you know, if you were to leave your job, um, you would not lose 
your your accreditation yeah absolutely yeah i mean in in the partner world yeah we we associate our personal learning accounts to the partner so our certification can go against our yeah towards our gold and silver competencies um as we were talking about earlier and yeah and the, the whole thing about what sam said you may have to you know it might be part of your contracts to um you know payback that's that's not just you know microsoft exams that could be for any training you do yeah definitely you know yeah. in other technologies and things like that so yeah um yeah I, I mean i've worked for some really good employers who um would 100 percent support any sort of learning and extra you know i've had time in work time before in the past to do these sort of things i've been sent away on in-person training uh, because it is you know it's investment in your in your team you know um in your employees so it's an overall net benefit for everybody yeah absolutely okay um so from your perspective al um should somebody get certified you know like just to give your you know your two cents yep yep definitely it's um like i said it's it's self self um worth and um proving that you know the technology um yeah and you always get you can always get a little badge for your um yeah al does love like like his little badges i must admit but no but that is you know there there is gratification there you know you get your you know certificates you get your pins you get your badges um it does add something to you know your professional you know um yeah your cv just one thing we didn't mention was that when you get exact by exams you can um get them with um some retakes so it's like like it's it's like half the price um yeah to be able to take two exams kind of thing or you can buy practice exams as well there are some out there exactly Um, yeah yeah for sure i mean from my perspective i think it's if you have the time because that is one thing um that you know it's very easy if your company is very forward thinking and gives you loads of time in work time to do it you know in and around other work that you've got to do um i mean as somebody with a young family um learning in my own time is you know um it's going to eat into that you know that's something that i would have to give up to do more accreditations you know so um you know do i think it's worth it yes but you know you have to be realistic about the amount of time that you have in your life to do these things you know so um so i think if you're if you're starting your professional journey i think it's something you should definitely invest in you know your time as well as your money um i think it's it's definitely worth it um, especially if you're going to stay inside of the microsoft ecosystem for a long time yeah cool. definitely so all right so yeah i think that was a that was that's a well we've we talked quite a, a lot about yeah. but there is a, there is a lot to talk about with training um because there is so many and i think you know for everybody that's listening i think you should go out there go and look at you know the learn uh website um i'll put the links into the show notes um but yeah just go and have an explore and if you've you know got any questions then uh then reach out to us yeah so shall we move on to some quick news yeah i'm not going to add any news bits this <laughs> this this week um because just because yeah that, that well, i say i can't really say that because it's so so horrible to microsoft but there wasn't really anything i wanted to put in, <laughs> into this episode so but i know al's got a couple of bits yeah so uh microsoft defender again sorry guys again but, um, yeah, microsoft I defender i thought this was azure it I is know. Well, azure, you know. isn't it? but yeah it is yeah, but, right, uh, anyway, go so on. so They've they've had um, web content filtering um, within the product itself, so kind of um, proxy equivalent um, solution. This is so just can, ATP, right? This isn't. Um, this is Microsoft like Defender ATP, yes, but all built in. 
Um, yep. They had it and they had a third party you had to sign up with um, called Cyan, I think it was. Um, okay. You had to pay a subscription per user to basically get the um, categories, you know, um, gambling, that sort of stuff, um, and be yep. able to block that, um, you know, um, mass storage. Um, yep. But in the last week or so, they've announced, I think they've basically got a partnership with Cyan, but um, now you can just run it yourself. And it will start blocking those sort of um, things. So it means you can almost do so in today's world when everyone's working from home, um, you may have VPNs, virtual private networks to the, you know, to your data center to then run yeah. through the standard proxy solutions that are out there. Or, you know, yeah. you may have cloud ones. Um, but now Defender can do it itself. Um, and it's all included in the, in the current pricing. So. <gasps> That doesn't pay sound good for solution providers out there, for proxy solution providers. Anyway, yeah. Yep. So it's really good. Um, we're, I mean, we're testing it out now um, at my, you know, where I work now. So yeah, um, we've seen it there, but um, we're now testing it, and it it looks pretty good. It comes up with warning message saying you know you've been blocked from these websites. Um, it's also got a learning mode, audit mode, so you can kind of see where people would be hitting and where it would be blocked and you can do allow for certain groups of people and things like that. So, you know, you may block social media, but only allow marketing to do Twitter and Facebook as an example. Um, so yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, the only other thing that I've seen, um, well, there's loads of things I've seen, but one of the things that looks good is with Microsoft cloud security, um, you can do session control, which has been there for eight for a while now, but, um, what you can do now is that it will check for malware as you're um, browsing your corporate applications via the, the session control. So you may have um, the example is a corporate Dropbox and someone's got into it okay. somehow, um, put you know, malware documents, things like that, tells you to get to the link. Um, so then you go through your normal authentication with that and go through the session control. Um, download this file because you know it's inter it's yeah. your, your corporate one. You trust it. Grab the file and it will block yeah. block you from downloading it because it's scanning it on on the fly. Okay. Um, so that's one of the things okay. um, that they're bringing. Amazing. So yeah, um, there were a few other things, um, but we'll leave it at that because I think we're uh, we're definitely a longer episode this one. <laughs> yeah. No. So. But I think that just goes to show that even though we've only had a couple of weeks since the last podcast, it's it's just more and more um, functionality that's coming out. And I mean, there, there there has been much more than that. But again, there was nothing that sort of jumped out of out yeah. To me to I mean, include, some of it will so. be yeah. slowing up a little bit um, from being announced. It may already be in there because um, we've seen the the defender stuff sort of creep in a couple of weeks ago. Um, and then it was announced last week, but with Ignite yeah. coming up in August, um, they're going to be sort of getting yeah. everything ready in you know deployed, but not talking about it until then. Uh, yeah. When is Ignite in August? I, I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there we go. I got you. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, there, there you go. We can we'll obviously definitely yes. do a podcast on Ignite because I'm sure Al could talk for three hours about that. So um, we'll definitely have a, a yeah, podcast. Definitely. For that. So okay. I'm going to do a shout out because I've had some people. Yeah. Whoa. A shout out. Whoa, whoa. This is this is not no. in the the show notes, right? 
that I'm only I'm only messing, I'm only messing. A shout out. This ain't no. a sponsor spot, is it? That I haven't no, been no, included. No. So no, um, <laughs> a colleague of mine, uh, Stacey yeah. Dixon, has been listening and is saying that she's loving the uh, podcast so far. So how much did you pay her to tell uh, nothing to, yet. to say that? Um but oh, okay. uh, she did say uh, as feedback <laughs> was that she's uh, missing like a like an ending tune or a, or you know the intro kind of oh, thing. Oh yeah, it's one of the things we've been thinking about, haven't we? But uh, we've not looked into it yet. Yeah, it's like um, we should get Charlie Sheen, like two and a half men, to come and do us a jingle or something like that. <laughs> you know, I just I I, I can't. I, I mean, I did look at it like maybe going on to like Fiverr or something and getting an intro and an outro done. You know what I mean? But they were so, you know, like the whole thing with this podcast is just like me uh-huh. and you chatting, right? And it's it's not like this production <laughs> or anything like that. And I was like, all of the ones that I found were they just reminded me of like local radio, and I was <laughs> like, I can't. I was like, I was just like, and I listened to some other ones like um, Scott Hanselman's podcast. He's got one, and it's basically exactly <laughs> the same. And I'm like, and yeah, we 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 definitely do need one. We are, and I completely agree. Um, but maybe we should see if yeah, um, we just Chris need... can uh, mix something up for us because he's into uh, yeah. mixing a few things up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if there's anybody out there that wants to make us an intro and outro, I got no problems. <laughs> I'll use it. Um, it's just. That sort of thing, I just, I, I don't know. And I don't know anybody, to be honest with you, in this sort of space, in the podcasting space, that does that sort of thing, right? Like, I don't know a sound engineer or I don't even know what the sort of person to search for is, you know? So, um, but yeah, okay, we'll definitely take that on board. And hopefully, hopefully in, in a future episode, we should have a little bit more professionalism. <laughs> Brilliant. So what is next time? So we'll probably aim for two weeks, won't we? Uh, yeah, we'll probably aim for two weeks. And um, we are waiting for this equipment to turn up. Um, so we had a bit of a delay with this one. Um, let me just go into the folder. We we did go through um, to work out some uh, future shows. Um, okay, so next episode, we're going to talk about Azure Security Center. Okay, cool. So- I was going mm-hmm. to give us a run through on that. Yeah, well, it's a bit of both worlds then, isn't it? It's definitely Azure and it's security so it's kind of both yeah our bags. it's a good it's, it's it's a good blend of um I, I yeah i mean i'll come at it from the um infrastructure side and the development side right um yeah. and then i was going to talk about uh, the other parts of security center as well so cool whatever he does all day but uh, anyway <laughs> <laughs> okay cool all right well thanks al um and yeah thanks everybody for listening yep thanks everyone it's uh it's going well i think so far <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, our numbers are going up every time. Um, so yeah, um, we're enjoying doing this. Um, it is like, like we've said before in the past. It, it's just me and Al chatting with each other like we would anyway. So, um, so yeah, I'm glad. If, I'm really hope that everybody's getting at least some value out of it. Yeah, brilliant. All right, and everyone, um, until next time, uh, we'll speak to you then. Bye. Yeah. Cheers. Bye. So.